The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We've got a very fun show for you guys today with with a Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell first. But before we get going, let's just say hi to everybody because the chat room is full, and we'll first say hi to our fabulous, cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. And you know it, baby. You know it. Hey, everybody. Uh, lots to talk about. So as soon as he gives me permission, El Fura. I will be able to speak. You have but, to talk louder, too. It's hard to hear you. No, it's not hard to hear me. I have a soft, foggy voice. I'm not a loud mouth like you. I'm not a big Nelly queen. I know, but I don't know if people can hear you. Can yeah, you guys hear I, him? I don't have a big girl voice like you have. Yeah. You have a girl voice. Yes, I know. That's the way it goes. So what's up, chat room? We got a chat room with all kinds of cool people in it. Uh, Michaela, oh, like, so who's cool in the chat room? Michaela Singleton is in the chat room. Anton Country Super from Australia. Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat room. Um... It went by too fast, so I'm not sure who else is on sl- there. You're a slow reader. No, I'm not. No, I'm not a slow reader. You guys, welcome. You guys, we're gonna have a fun show today. We have music royalty coming on the show today. Leland Squar. Uh, he's. I'm very, very excited about having him on the show. And then we're doing something we've never do- done before. We have like alternative rock band Trench. They're from Las Vegas, and they're gonna actually play live, which we've never done before. And I don't mean like acoustically. They're gonna actually play live. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. They're fabulous. They got a brand new single that came out yesterday called Loud and Clear. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we want to uh, just enjoy the day and the time and everybody here. And now I'm going to let Ron take it away. How kind of you. Uh, yeah. You know, usually when we play music, they kick our, our music off. We're not allowed anymore. But this is live, and I hope they don't kick it off. Anyway, I wound up my shoot on Clown Fear on Friday. We get to the bar in the grill. We get up at five in the morning, you know, get ready, drive into L.A., two-hour drive, make up hair, standing there, going on your blocking, learning lines, you know, doing all the usual shit before you do a movie. And we discover there's no air conditioning in this bar and grill. It's broken. So the temperature with the lights on us went up to about 120-something. And I was uh, dressed as a soldier. I mean, I'm not a soldier. What am I? I'm a general, a general, General Milan. And hot as hell as it is in woolen pants and shirt and tie. I worked like 12 hours on my feet, standing up, doing lines and waiting for, you know, in between uh, setups. We went out on the patio where we could cool off a little bit. Anyway, I developed sunstroke. And um, heat stroke, a, actually. Heat stroke, sunstroke, you're, you're fucking whatever stroke. 
Anyway, it sucks, whatever it is, because you get dizzy, you get dumb, and you get demented. And I'm all three right now. It's, it never heals, by the way. You cannot cure uh, heat exhaustion or sunstroke. Once you get it, you've got it always. And the doctor said, stay out of the sun because you are very susceptible to having these uh, fainting spells and whatever the hell you get. It just zaps all the energy out of your body and you feel like you're in a coma half the time. It's terrible. Anyway, so today if I go off kilter and I start to think that I'm Napoleon or Julius Caesar, bear with it. It's the sunstroke, not my age. There you go. And we just had some more people join us. We want to say hi to uh, B. Claudia in Germany. Hey, Backpack John is there. And Eileen said hey. she can't get into the chat room, but she's listening. So, hey, Eileen. <laughs> Eileen, how come I can't get in? I mean, how come you can't get in? <laughs> <laughs> I love my Eileen. I miss that broad so much. I really miss her knockers. We have so much fun with them. Absolutely. You know, we tease the hell out of her because she's flat chested. But anyway, um, uh, we, so on set, listen to this guy. Dave, is Dave Hughes in the, is in, in the chat room? No. Dave Hughes from England. He comes in usually. Uh, I worked with um, <laughs> Angie Stevenson. Woo, 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 woo. Is she a hot tomato? What a body, what a built, what boobs, what everything. Beautiful face, sexy lips, gorgeous hair, gorgeous girl. And I know that I'd be the envy of all the straight guys out there. Uh, anyway, Angie Stevenson turned out to be a lovely human being, a great person, and a new good friend. And uh, we're going to have her on the show, so you'll see for yourself what a lovely, sweet, talented, beautiful, sexy girl she is. Absolutely. And you guys know her. She was in Sons of Anarchy, and she just did the the Step Daddy, and she was in Xenophobia. She's been right. in a whole bunch of cool stuff that we she go see. She was in six episodes. Oh, and Morley's in the chat room. Hey, Morley, what's up? Morley? Yeah. Old Morley? Yeah. Morley, I thought they kidnapped you and made you into a white slave. <laughs> I can't believe Morley. Hi, Morley. It's nice hey, to see you. How's the bride? How's the wedding? How's the how's the marriage? And Backpack John always has to write glory hole in there because he learned what a glory hole was on our show. <laughs> and I guess he's in all the bathrooms now drilling them. <laughs> but Morley, my God, Morley, nice to hear from oh, you. Oh, and Twiz, what's up? Twiz and White Piece is there too. He, Morley says his wife is awesome. And Twiz, what's up? Good, How are you I'm doing? Ha I'm happy the marriage is working because you you love her so much. And she's she's gorgeous. She is gorgeous, and Morley's crazy about it. I remember when he was courting her years ago, and then they got married, and he was like the, the, the June bride. She was, and he was. He was so <laughs> happy to be married. I'm so glad. So anyway, Morley, 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 sending a lot of uh, hellos and caring. Absolutely. It's fun. So who else is in there? Um, everybody, just people just keep jumping well, in. So Twism where's, just jumped in. Oh, Twism. Twism Big Piece. How are you, baby? Yes. He, he always we should tell everybody, too, last night we had a wonderful time. Well, because we, people can have shit fits and scream, you are all without masks. Oh, my it's God. Okay, there was only six of us. You know, I invite people to my home now because I'm not doing this, no, this mask bullshit and no friends. At my age, I want to enjoy the years I have left. I don't want to be in prison and not see my friends or my family, my daughters. So I say to everyone, come to our home. Do not wear a mask. It's okay. I'll take a chance because I firmly believe that nature has made a calculus machine. And when we're born, we have X amount of days on the planet and then we die. 
whether it be the virus, automobile accident, or a dreadful disease, we die on that date, no matter what. You cannot escape it. And I believe in that. So if that's how I'm going to die from, a, from the, the, the coronavirus, well, let it be. Uh, because that's my destiny. Also, though, we're safe. You invite six people. It's not like you're in yeah. masses of people. Jimmy, come here. You got a snot in your nose. No, don't worry. No, I got to pick it no, out. It's hanging. It out. You not, got... not on TV. You don't Why not? It Jimmy, it's a hanging black one. Pull it. Pull that. It's a hair. Oh, it's a oh, bit with a, a hair with snot. <laughs> you could tell we're married. I mean, um, anybody Actually, they else? say your hair. They like your hair. Yeah, look at it this way. Now, that's sexy, baby. Woo! Look at oh, wrong side. Oh, my gosh. Look at that, kids. You got to like love it anyway. So last night, you guys, we had a little dinner party because um, Sadie Katz, one of our favorite yeah. people on the planet and her fiance, Miles Reef, were uh, in, in Palm Springs. So we had them over for an impromptu dinner along with Kayomi and Kayoma, Kayoma, Kayoma and Shane. Shane was in a bunch of movies back in the day. He's a, He's helicopter a big stunt guy. guy and yeah. uh, uh, so we had a wonderful time. We even played. What's that song? The, the, the game? Sticks, I call I it. Forgot I forgot the name of the game. And that, that, oh, you pile the wood up to a pyramid, and whoever pulls it out and it falls down. Like, I love they, it. They were all like eight year olds. I was like Mary, married the maid in the kitchen because I cooked and I made ravioli with mozzarella. It was delicious. I made a gorgeous salad with walnuts and jazz and a good dress. Oh, Jenga. It's called Jenga. Yay. Jenga. Thanks, Twism. <laughs> Anyway, I was Beulah the cook, and I was in the kitchen cooking and preparing. I set the table. I served dinner. I mean, I really should have been a domestic. But anyway, I enjoy doing it because we haven't done it in a long time. Everybody loved the food. It was really good, wasn't it? Was it was very good food, and yeah. we hadn't had people over. I think it's only like the second time since this whole pandemic. Yeah. So for six months, we haven't done well, shit. Well, Sadie and Miles, they're like my children. I told you they're my adopted children, and they call me dad. And I call them my kids. I love Sadie Katz. She's a shooting star and soon to be seen with Ed Asner in a life, great Christmas movie. In a Christmas movie called Lifetime. Uh -uh. What's it called? It's on the Lifetime channel. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I would say. Oh, I don't know what the movie is called. I the forgot. movie's called Sadie Katz. Something in Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, Sadie, Sadie Katz is a star on Christmas, it's called. There you go. And anyway, it's on Lifetime channel. So I'm excited about that. Everybody loves Sadie. Well, you have to know Sadie. Uh, Sadie is the most gentle dove. She wounds easily. She's fragile. She's just adorable. Beautiful. She looks beautiful. And beautiful looking with a gorgeous figure. I mean, she's just a sensation. So you guys need to go see Wrong Turn 6. I'm speaking, you ill-mannered fuck. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm speaking. Would your mother teach you when someone's speaking to keep your big trap shut? I'm keeping it going. It's going too slow. No, it's not going too slow. Everybody likes what I'm saying, you stupid freak they love christmas movies they say i mean why did i marry a homosexual i could have married <laughs> yeah. a woman <laughs> yeah. it would have been way worse no a woman is nice the women listen i would have said shut up dumb bitch and she would have twism you, said god he's missed this <laughs> what what did he say he said god i've missed this <laughs> twism i hope you Twizzy, we want to congratulate twism since he's on in the chat room with us because he's going to have another baby i think that's number six i know coming on he, he has, with his beautiful wife, and uh, congratulations he, to you. Twism doesn't know how to wear a bag or pull out, so therefore he's knocking out kids like bread. Like that's buttons. not true. They were all planned. No, but he's knocking them out one after another. What does he want to make another? 
not a Republican he's, Democrat, another party. He's making he's making the hip hop race. There you go, white hip hop race. All hairs in your nose. Okay, don't you don't have to tell people. Nobody can see that. No, but look, I see hairs hanging out. Oh well, what are you gonna do? I thought it was your mustache, but it's your fucking nostrils. Okay. How do you have? Doesn't it bother you? Look at that. They big, grow. I I trim them every day. They grow fast. I'm like, but a, look at the big like white. You got a huge long white one hanging. Oh, let me but, pull it. No, well, let me pull. No, because that hurts when you do that. Oh, you poor little sissy fairy Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I marry a butch number? Oh, you hurt my nose hairs. No, that's hurt when you pull them out. I could say, I could say something else doesn't hurt when I pull it out <laughs> yeah. either. But anyway, pull that fucking white hair out. Well, I have to do it with a clip. Anyway, it's enough of his snots and white hip hop race. We try to be non-partial here. Let's say the Caucasian hip hop race. Okay, there you go. Okay. Hip hop game. <laughs> Twism, which you guys have you guys listen to the song when we do our exit music? That's uh the Jimmy and Wrong song by Twism White Piece. We love it. I think it's fabulous. I listen to it banging in my car all the time. I and, love it. And the opening of our show is Ozzy, 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 Ozzy. singing. And she's singing Jimmy Star, Jimmy Star, Ron Russell's not mentioned at all. That's because the song was done before I knew Ron. <laughs> and and Ozzy said, Oh, I'll re-record it. I can insert. And we never did. You have to keep asking her. She said yes, when? So she's she's ready to do it. She said, "When well, we, she doesn't do us, we don't. We're not part of it. She just has to do it. She has to insert it somewhere. They have to stretch the music somehow and put and the fabulous star of the show who made the show famous, Ron Russell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have to put that in it. Anyway, <sighs> so we had a lot of fun at the dinner party. Took a lot of pictures and posted on Facebook. Now a lot of people on Facebook are having nervous breakdowns. Oh my God! None of you wore masks. Oh oh oh! I think that mask thing is full of shit anyway. Because I know a lot of people who wear wore masks. A friend of ours uh, just died. His he lost his wife. Now he lost his father. It's a sin. And his dad, of course, had stage four cancer. But anyway, uh, he wore masks. And he passed. And and uh, did you know that Trini Lopez died from the virus? I was so surprised. For those of you out there who remember Trini Lopez, fabulous uh, singer, great songs. Lots of people have, unfortunately. So I don't know if the mask really works or if it stops it or doesn't stop it. Nobody knows. They said they loved the Clown Motel pics. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I think Clam Hotel is either going to be a huge piece of shit or it's going to be the best film. I have not decided yet because it's kind of avant-garde the way it was shot and uh, so not Hollywood that I think it may be the new way to go with a good, like a comedy film. So also Lady Lake says Trini was wonderful. And Dave Hughes just joined up, but he says he has poor internet for another week. Dave, 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 look up Angie Stevenson. She's beautiful. You missed her. Ron was in a movie with her. I was in a movie with her all day long. She got the biggest set of jugs, gorgeous boobs, and beautiful face with an ass that doesn't quit. She's gorgeous, beautiful, sexy, and fabulous. And she was hugging me and kissing me and sat on my lap. And I thought, oh, all you straight guys eat your fucking hearts out. Which, by the way, we wear masks everywhere we go, you guys. Yes, out of the house. Out of the house we wear. Okay. He's just talking about in the house. Well, only only to, for the respect of others. But in the house, not, I mean, Jimmy and I are going to walk around with a mask. In our house. How retarded is that? Also, Helene Spaulding is in the chat room. I'm not sure who that is. But hi, and welcome to the show. We're going to bring in our first guest, you guys. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and he's, he's already here and in the studio. So I guess... If a Rebel's listening to this, she'll enter him. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yay! Hello, hello. I'm loving you guys so much, I can't tell you. <laughs> okay, let's go. 
Hold on, we got to introduce him. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> you could have just stopped it like. coming. Yeah, <laughs> that would have worked. You know, hold on. Um, can you tilt your phone a little so we don't lose the top of your head? Oh, there you go. Perfect. And we lose the bottom of his 12-foot beard. That's okay. I love the 12-foot beard. That's Look fabulous. That. He has to brush that baby every day. Of course it's, he does. It's my pet. Oh well, Helene Spalding says she's here for you. So let's let's so let's make an introduction. Hey everybody! Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, one of the most famous bassists on planet Earth, total music royalty, Leland Sklar. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so happy to be here. I cannot tell you this is the this is the pinnacle of my career. Oh, yes. oh, you're, so, you're so full of shit. No, I'm totally <laughs> full. Of, totally full of shit. Thanks for the compliment. Now listen. A thick mustache they used to call a pussy bumper. Now your flavor beard, saver. Well, wait, <laughs> wait, yes, a flavor saver. But your beard is a uh, or a, a pussy banger because when you do the mustache and the beard, the chick can't live because it's all over the place. And she's oh, look at that. <laughs> it's my mask. <laughs> yeah, you go. I love it. So hold on. Let me introduce you. This is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. It is so indeed a pleasure to meet you because I'm so in awe of all the people you've played for. I can't believe your list of stars. It's just a joke. Nobody's been in that many uh, situations as you have. I mean, playing with Barbara fucking Streisand. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a big number. We're going to brag for him in a minute before we get going. But you're, first, you're a big shot. We have a, we have a chat room. Uh, we have a chat room full of people, lots of countries represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Well, hello to everybody in the chat room. And uh, uh, Miss Spalding is, is a dear friend, and I'm glad she came in here to join in. This is, this is really thrilling. Um, I was watching a whole bunch of your shows yesterday, um, just, to, just, to, just, to, just to moisten up. And uh, you, you, you guys, you guys are a trip. I love it. It's, it's really got a we're, nice we're energy. The only, we're the only ones like it. That's why right now there are four sure. there are four point five million people watching you all over the world. Our country goes. Our show we goes go all to every country. That's so, so cool. I get, and nobody's yet shut us down. Actually, though, <laughs> so I guess we're doing something. We right. need to brag for you too, you guys. So, yes. so listen first to, of all, listen to this. Hang on. First of all, you can follow Leland. He doesn't really tweet much, but he does have a Twitter. It's at Spoonie Lee number one. So S P O O N Y L E E number one. And if you go there and follow him, it says go to his YouTube page. And so if you go to his YouTube page, which is Leland Scar, every day he plays bass on another song for everybody and does talks and little things. And you have to go because it's unbelievable. I've never – even like Justin Bieber and people, like when they put a video up, he gets like eight or 10,000 hits in like, in like a matter of 24 hours, which is pretty amazing. Um, so your fan base is huge, and I like love it. But I want to like brag for you a little bit. Um, and that way everybody will know who we're really like talking to. First of all, you guys. So I went on and I Googled Leland Sklar to find out all kinds of information about him. And then it said he's played on over 2000 albums. Um, and if that's like real, that's like, I mean, you're like working every fucking day. Yeah. It's like 2,600. There we go. 2,600 albums, you guys. And I'm not talking about like albums from your Joe Schmo next door, like person in the garage band who's never like you know fucking played on a stage uh i only picked out the ones i picked out the ones that i like a lot um because cool. there's way too many of them but listen to this list you guys hang on did you ever play for johnny mantas oh yeah i love johnny oh go fuck you i hate you i love johnny <laughs> 
Johnny's my That's idol. That's his favorite. He's my idol, and I know Johnny, and I adore him. We'll talk about him later. No, he's okay, fabulous. hold on. He's fabulous. I love him. I love him. Okay, you guys, so listen to this list, and it's kind of long because I picked out about 30 of them, but like this is just the coolest shit on the planet. So he's worked with Jackson Brown, Carol King, Phil Collins. That's one of my favorites. James Taylor, Toto, um, BGs, Aaron Neville. The reason I mention Aaron Neville is because the duet that he did with Linda Ronstadt, the band that we're coming on next after you, they're like a big fan of yours, and they said that's why they formed their band, or whether a lot oh, of it had cool. to do with that song. Um, yeah. So, they're, and their name is Trench. They're coming on. Cool. Uh, Wilson Phillips, who's one of my favorites. Air Supply, who's been on our show. Richard Marks, Ricky Martin, Lisa Loeb's been on our show. Steve Lukather, who's from Toto. Chris Christopherson, Michael Jackson, Julio and Enrique Iglesias, both. Freddie Jackson, who I know, Engelberg Humberdink, Faith Hill, Holland Oates, Sammy Hagar, Vince Gill, England Dan and John Ford Coley, Crosby Stills and Nash, Leonard Cohen. Oh, Phil Collins, I already said. Ray Charles, David Cassidy, Kim Carnes, Laura Brannigan, Stephen Bishop, who's been on our show, America. That's the horse with no name song that you like. Uh, I love that song. Peter Allen. Oh, my best friend. Yeah. I knew Peter. Where Bette Midler. Was lovely. Oh, Peter was the best. I adore him. Bette Midler, Randy him. Newman, Olivia Newton-John, Donna Summer, Barbara Streisand, Dolly Parton. Now, that's about 30 of 2,600, you guys. Then, wait, wait, wait. Could you just abbreviate it and say he's played for everybody that's famous? It's more like who hasn't he played with. But, oh, oh listen to this, he's too. He's everybody. also played on soundtracks and... Uh, 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 for <laughs> Legally Blonde, which two weeks ago we had one of the stars of Legally Blonde on oh, here. Oh, cool. Message in a Bottle, Metropolis, Phantom of the Paradise, which was the first movie that I was allowed to go see by myself. I was 10 years old. I love that movie. Yeah, um, Paul, Paul uh, Williams. Paul Williams, The Postman, The Prince of Egypt, Love Maximum. I don't know that one. It's Sleepwalkers, and we've had all the people from Sleepwalkers on this show. That was um, uh, so, so that's that's like a very small percentage, but can you guys believe that shit? He's played with everybody. So congratulations on a stellar career, and that seems to continue to keep moving forward, and we're very happy to have you. And I hope you're absolutely outrageously wealthy. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, we know so many of our people that are great uh, – recording artists who got fucked by managers oh and yeah absolutely and i hope that you're not one of them because well, you're i'm not one of them but i'm a side man so you don't make the dough that the all the names you you just said we i'm not in that league because i'm basically a plumber when i get called to go to work so but i'm fine i'm i am i am just fine i can uh i can just live out my life right now and i'm quite content with it all Actually, you live in a big ass house because I Google, yeah. Google I Google Earthed you. <laughs> I know that pissed me off. You know, I mean, somebody from Italy called me and said, "Go check out Google Earth," and there, was, there I was dumping my trash in front of the house. Somebody had driven by with one of those cars and filmed me. <laughs> Jesus, what a world! I actually saw you though. I saw a Google Earth thing with you. That's why I thought you owned the Back to the Future car. Is because like I saw you with a with the Back to the Future car, and I was like, oh my god, because I collect cool shit. And I thought, oh my god, he maybe he collects really cool shit. But the Back to the Future car is actually like lives near you someplace. Yeah, well, I live two blocks from the um, the the Gamble House, which is was Doc Brown's house in the movie back to the future and one day i walked by there and there was a delorean meeting and there was about 50 deloreans all parked out front of that wow. it was pretty cool i i was uh, filmed on Skycam. they came over my patio and i was out watering the plants naked and they caught me tripping over my penis 
must I'm I'm not even gonna go there. I was, you know, you know. life's a bitch. <laughs> had the macro lens out or whatever. <laughs> so also one other thing that I like I read. Uh, so you you were a member of the section, and the yeah. section was uh, the house band for Asylum Records, and that. You and the house band are one of the creators of the soft rock sound that was prevalent on top 40 radio in the 70s and 80s, um, which that's like a huge thing because like we had a, a dinner party last night and we played 70s playlists like cool. the whole night for four hours and stuff. And so like like the, like you were uh, instrumental in creating that whole sound. Talk about that just like a little bit because I think we have an well, audience that fits into that demographic. Yeah, well, we were the original uh, touring. Well, the, we became the touring band for James Taylor and Jackson Brown, and we did things like the life running on empty with Jackson, and so. Oh and we ended God, up doing. Awesome. We were we were very fortunate when we did James Taylor's first records. Um, Peter Asher, who was producing him, uh, made sure that our names appeared on the albums, which before that, very few musicians' names were ever credited on albums. So when that whole singer-songwriter movement began, people would look at James's records and go, well, there's Lee Sklar and Russ Kunkel and Dan. Let's hire those guys because they, they wanted to have another James. So we ended up just out of the chute working our asses off. And, um, and it went on for, for a long time. We were like a cult hero band. Never, we never had any <laughs> success, but, um, but it was fun, man. It was a great run, and it's evolved into a new band that we've got right now. Uh, called the Immediate Family, and it's Russ Kunkel and Danny Korchmar and Wadi Wachtel, myself and Steve Postel, and we were hauling ass until the pandemic hit, and then everything it Stop. didn't grind to a halt, but it slowed down. We got a documentary movie coming out about us, and a new album, and all kinds of shit going on. What's the know? name of the documentary movie? I want to see it. Um, it's going to be called The Immediate Family, and Denny Tedesco, who made the Wrecking Crew movie, is making this one. So. I actually know that name. I know the Excellent. name. Excellent. Now let me get into yeah. my. Let's get into my world because I'm 80 years old. So we have to you go look back. So good, it's ridiculous. Well, so do you. I mean, I'm, how 19, old? I'm 19. Well, <laughs> I think I thought I thought that I thought really I really thought you were 26, but you know, <laughs> you to be at, that. to be at age you a bit. Okay, Johnny Mantis. What albums are you on that you played for Johnny? Well, I just did one album with him, but it was he he did duets, and I'm trying to remember the female artist he was Denise he, Denise Williams. Yeah, it was Denise. Yeah, it was Denise. Yeah, and, and it was lovely because I mean I was a Mathis fan since I was a little kid. My folks loved Johnny, and and it's one of those things you walk in the studio and he's there, and you just kind of pinch yourself. I've been through this with like Andy Williams and and Andy Griffith and all these people. You know, they're they're so iconic that you walk in and you see them in the flesh and you kind of just start pinching yourself, which is fun anyhow. Yes. But, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a trip. And Johnny just has that voice, you know, and uh, he's still singing so beautifully. It's well, because he, he never strained his voice. Yeah. My, fir my first encounter with Johnny was supermarket shopping together. And we were all over the supermarket and we were chatting and bullshitting and nobody looked at him. So finally we got to the checkout boy and I said to the boy, do you know who this is with me? He said, not an idea. I said, this is Johnny Mantis. He said, oh, hello, Johnny Mantis. He still didn't know who Johnny yeah. Mantis was. And I really feel that in America, we really uh, – 
cash in our stars very quickly. Yeah. In Europe, in Europe, an artist or opera singer could be a hundred and be remembered by teenagers. I don't yeah. understand why Johnny Mantis's music is not understood by the young because he is better than Sinatra. He is better than any other male vocalist in the world. Is my opinion. Um, I know the man. I've met him a few times after yeah. that socially. He is shy. He is soft-spoken. He yeah. is non-intrusive. He is the kindest, the most gentle, the most beautiful-looking man. And when he yeah. sings, you, his voice is his beauty. Because oh, absolutely. He, I, I adore Johnny. I adore him. Yeah. You know, he won't come on our show because he doesn't do interviews. I think he's a little no. afraid of me. You know that I, <laughs> I may no, that I may say things that he won't doesn't want let known. And I would, never, I would never do that. I adore him. I would, if he came on our show, I would just sit here and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Well, get all the things he thinks you would say about him off on me, and then it'll be a clean slate for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good with anything. I really well, don't let, me, let me tell you something. You're very cool. I like you. You're from my time, probably a little younger than I. But, yeah, I'm 73. Um, Okay, I'm 80. We lived in a world that's so different from today. Oh. And you you and I have that old world spirit, and I hear it in you, and I feel comfortable with you. And I know that uh, – uh, listen, one question quickly before I forget. Yeah. What, what do you think of Gene Krupa? Oh, Gene was magnificent, fabulous drummer, you know, one of the greats of all time. And just his energy when you see old footage of him playing and stuff, man, the guy was on fire. But well, you know, all those guys of that area, you know, Buddy, all those, all those guys, you know, Louis Belson, they're all like amazing. You know, he always asks everybody that because we, we have, a, I like drummers, so we always seem. We like, have good friends that are drummers. Yeah, we have a lot of friends. Fame, like we had, famous, we had Rick famous, Allen from Def Leppard on two yeah. weeks ago. We've and, got uh, famous drummers and, friends, and we, yeah, we just know a lot of drummers. And, and what about so, Pink Floyd and the other guy and the other? Oh, guy. Yeah, he knows all them. He you, knows, yeah. you know Scott Page, right, and Stephen Perkins. Yeah. Oh, all those guys. They're, they're, they're I love Scott, and I love Scotty's all of them. Scotty's amazing. Scotty's oh, he's, amazing. And his wife is terrific. I love Paige. Yeah, Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, and, Wayne. And, his, and his sister, too. Uh, Tanya's really fabulous. Yeah, no, Scotty is a good friend, a, a close, dear friend of ours. I'm talking about the drummer. What's his name? Stephen Perkins. Stephen Perkins. Wow, he plays a good drum. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but Gene, we had Bobby Blotzer from Rad on. We have a lot of drummers because I, I, I like drummers. I was like brother to Jane Russell, the legend. She yeah. and I she and I were dearest friends for years. And I used to ask her about all the uh, stars before I was a, a, an adult. And yeah. I asked her one time, I said, what was Gene Krupa like? She said she knew him. And he was a bit strange, she said. But boy, when he got on those drums, everyone's mouth fell open. Yeah. And they were in awe. And when he finished playing, they'd all look at each other and say, how the hell does he do it? Yeah. I mean, you can't even see his sticks move. He goes so fast. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, these guys that are remarkable and everybody's spin on people are different. You know, somebody somebody will think somebody's got and another think, person will think they're a pant load. You know, you just never know, you know, what, you know, how people take on, on the person as a person. But right. when they sit down at, at their art, that's when that defines them at that point. We like most of them, though. We had Kenny Aronoff on not too long oh, ago. Kenny's, Kenny's, was freaking Kenny, awesome. Kenny's another street artist. We yeah, love, love Kenny. Him. He's a doll, Kenny. But yeah. my two favorite, oh. my two favorite, my two favorite instruments in a band are the drums and the saxophone. Cool. Uh, they make the band happen, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I hear when I hear a sax go with those beautiful low, sexy notes, and then I hear that drum give me the beat. Boom, boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom. I have a question. Boom, I get crazy. First of all, we're going to ask a question about Paul McCartney in a minute, but I have a yeah. question. 
So uh, with Phil Collins, are you on? In, are you the bass player on In the Air tonight? Um, I met Phil after he called me to do that album, and I was unavailable. Um, so I started with him on No Jacket Required. Okay. Four. But I mean, I've played it on the, a million times on the road, and it's probably one of the greatest songs to play live ever. It's one of the greatest songs ever written, yeah. ever. <laughs> when, when you played for La Streisand, was it a, a, a concert or an album? I've done albums with her. I, um, I, did, the, so I did the movie A Mirror Has Two Faces. I did oh, my God, I love that movie. I played on Evergreen. Oh, I love a, that, too. That, that's yeah. a beautiful album. Yeah. Um, she was great. She's great. She's just the consummate pro. She shows up. She knows everybody's parts. I mean, you. she is like so in command. Uh, it, it's really a delight to work with her. I, I love her dearly. I so did a, I, thing, I did a I'm, thing on my YouTube channel about her, and she actually contacted me and said she really appreciated it. Oh, how cool I'm is glad, that? I'm glad that you said something positive about her because so many people say so many oh. negative things. Oh, fuck them. You know, that she's a bitch, she's demanding, she's degrading, she'll degrade an artist on stage or whatever if they're not performing correctly. And I think these are just opinions of some people that got lost in the moment. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you also, when you're, when you're as professional as she is, she kind of shows up expecting everybody else to be professional. And she calls out people who are slackers. You know, if, if she's doing an album and somebody's in there and they're and they're not doing a good job, she'll say something because it's important to her that it be right. And uh, and then they walk away going, what a bitch. But it's exactly. not. She, she just wants it right. And, you know, and and she deserves it right. Like any artist. If you say yes to a phone call and show up, bring your A game. Absolutely. No, I, I act. I do movies and I agree yeah. with this because if the director. Uh, and I don't get along. Only in one movie we didn't get along, and that's only because we're best friends for many years. So never work for a director that's your yeah. best friend. Because <laughs> they take advantages on you that they wouldn't on others. Yeah. And he, sort of, he sort of humiliated me on set. and uh, Not good. But he, well, he's he just thought he was being Brooklyn cute, and he wasn't. Uh, yeah. So I, But I don't badmouth him ever. You know, I was, I'll never work with him again. Yeah. But I, but I don't bad, bad mouth him. Maintain I'll, the friendship. Yeah, yes. I, no, not even. I don't like people who bad mouth people. Okay. I don't. I don't think anyone has the right to publicly hurt somebody else's yeah. career that they're working so hard for so many years to become famous. I agree. I agree with you. You know, keep one, your one thing short. real quick. I'm I'm sitting here looking at you, and you have this great head of white hair. When I was working with Andy Griffith, Andy had the same kind of hair, and he looked at me in the studio, and he said. Who would have thought I'd have all this white hair and Opie be bald? <laughs> <laughs> I like love it. Yeah, but you yeah. see, you, you, I, I could never grow a beard like you. I grow a beard like a Chinaman. I have uh, uh, hair on my chin and my little mustache, but there's nothing else on my face. So I, if I wanted to grow your beard, not possible. How long does that take? How long is that to grow that? <laughs> you know, I've had it for so long. I cut it all the time, but I mean, okay. it's, I've had it forever. So it's it, no, last, time you... I sh last time I totally shaved was when I got my high school diploma in 65. You're kidding. Oh, shit. No. Now, are you married? Yeah. 65. Now, what is your... Oh, I was born then. You were... In 64. <laughs> right. I was already an adult having kids. But anyway, um, 
What does your wife think of your beard? Of course, she loves it because well, no, yeah, yes and no. There's times where she she just kind of just goes, "You think are you ever going to shave that?" She's never seen me clean shaven. We've been together fifty years in December, and she's still congratulations never seen me clean shaven. Good, good for you. Happy marriage. Yeah, she, she's never seen you. Well, you know what? My hair and eyebrows have become my trademark. Yeah. And your beard has become your trademark. Yeah. People, people wouldn't know you without it. I and know. I, th I think it's very interesting because to me, it's reminiscent of my hippie days when I was a hippie. Yeah. And I, and I love that whole era, you know, love and caring and let's be friends and peace on earth. It was we pretty all, magical. Well, we all believed in something wonderful that I wish people would today. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be a far better planet. Yeah. So, so, so a couple of things. Number one, do you know Mark Stein? Uh, Mark Stein is from Vanilla Fudge. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the only Mark Stein I knew was in Vanilla Fudge, keyboard player. Yeah, because uh, Helene wrote a thing that, like, you got your band opened up for, uh... oh, shit. Uh, what was the name of the band now? I just forgot. That's because you're old. No, Jimi Hendrix. What's Jimi Hendrix's band? Well, the experience. No, no, no. The real band, like, uh, back in the day. Well, it was, well, he had two. I mean, it was the Jimi Hendrix experience. And then it was Band of Gypsies after oh, that. Yeah. Maybe it's not Jimi Hendrix. Then. No, it wasn't Jimi Hendrix. No, but if she's talking about that, I was an usher at the Hollywood Bowl when the Beatles played there. And I stayed on for the whole season. And Jimi Hendrix played in Vanilla Fudge opened for Jimi Hendrix. So there may Led be Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. I was thinking Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I was in a band in the late 60s called Wolfgang. And the uh, and the very first time we ever walked on stage together was at Winterland in San Francisco opening for Zeppelin. In and that's why I brought it up because I knew Vanilla Fudge did too. And um, I'm from Florida. I'm originally from Florida. Okay. And Mark Stein lives there, so he used to. I was used to be a clothing designer, and he used to shop in my store oh, all cool. the time. And we would go see them on tour. So she says we need to ask you about Paul McCartney. Let me tell my Paul McCartney Wait, story first. Before you do that, I want to ask him before I forget because yeah. I forget my age. Nobody knows this performer, and I loved his work, Country Joe and the Fish. Oh, absolutely, Country Joe McDonald. Yes, you yeah. knew him. Did you ever meet him? No, I never met him, but um, but I remember them well. All those groups. I mean, the whole Bay Area thing was was amazing. No, no, no. When I mention, people go blank. They say, "Who?" I hey, say, "You don't. You don't know who country people that do that. To, yeah, there's is. people that do that to the when you say the Beatles. No, you know, there's a lot of people that are. Oh yeah, man. There's a lot of people that the just, Beatles. Yeah. It's weird. Actually, you had that happen with Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. I do college. I used to do college uh, seminars, you know, teaching the kids about old Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about Jane Russell, and I see this kid in front of me. He's got a blank face. Then I mentioned Betty Davis. He's got a blank face. Then I said Barbara Streisand, and I couldn't help it. I looked at him. I said, do you know who Barbara Streisand is? He said, no, but I've heard of her. <laughs> and, I, and I just wanted to walk around, walk out of the building and say, you know, fuck it. These kids are so stupid. Yeah. Don't, they, don't they know the history of film and music? We must teach them the history of film and music. They're, they're and not curious. Huh? They're not curious. That's the You're thing. right. No, but if you if you teach, uh, look, I go in there, I tell them stories, old Hollywood stories that I'm famous for. I know all the Hollywood legends because I grew up with them in my yeah. business. 
Jones. And they sit there fascinated. They will tell on Facebook. I just did one on Van Johnson, me having yeah. dinner with Van Johnson as an old guy. And people came and said, Ron, we love your stories. And these are young people. So if you give them an appetite for it, like music, I mean, how many people know your music? Now we all know that you are absolutely outrageous in the performances that you've done with the greatest stars of the business. I mean, you are a legend now. Uh, well, that, that's, been, that's been the neat thing about my, this YouTube channel that came out of the pandemic for me is there's so many people were, were like today I did America. I did a, a song one in a million that I recorded with them. So that's my before we came on the air. And I get people that come on and go, I didn't know about that person, but I'm going to go check them out. And then they write me back and they go, oh, I love their music. You know, it's it's like exposing people to things and educating them. Uh, and just, you know, really letting them take your lead. And then they go on an, on an exploratory adventure to find these things that otherwise they're never going to hear. I love or, America. Or see with movies. And, you know, it's. That, that's why I'm happy you're on our show, because we've just educated 4.5 million people that you have played with some of the greatest legends. And they're not all the jerks of today. We have garbage out there for music. Oh, well, there was garbage Our, then, too. You know, no, was, no, it, yeah, but our garbage was good garbage. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's it's been fun because I played on It's Raining Men. I played on I Am Woman, you know, all, all those things. It's It's been a great run. I cannot complain. I've had a I've had are a. You, are you kidding? You, you're a super success. Let's, let's go back. to. Wait a minute. You are Barbara Streisand with a beard. Let's go back to uh, <laughs> let's go back to Paul McCartney. So like I used to live in Florida and I uh, love that. And, uh, and, and Paul McCartney had a house there and a friend of mine lived like four doors down and said, Oh, you know, he's not there, but I know the caretaker. You want to go look at it. So we got to go and see Paul McCartney's house. It was amazing. Um, and Helene says you have a Paul McCartney. Tell us something about Paul McCartney. Well, the thing that was fun to me was there was a concert. They, they've done them many, many years. Uh, it's called the Nebworth, K-N-E-B-W-R-T-H. It's outside of London and it's a huge festival. And in 1990, we played it with Phil Collins, and we also combined with, with the, uh, the two other guys from Genesis. But it was Page and Plant, Elton, McCartney, um, Clapton, Pink Floyd. I mean, it's like one of these days where everybody you ever dreamed of is performing. And I walked into the canteen area, and Paul was sitting with Linda eating, and I, and I thought, I've got to go say something to this guy. I mean, he's meant the world to me. And... I, st I start heading over to their table and he looks up and he sees me and he goes, oh man, Lee Sklar, I always wanted to meet you. And I said, don't <laughs> fucking do this to me. I, just I, said, I was going to break some glass and crawl through it on my way to the table. And, but it was really fun because after the show, I talked to him and um, I said, you know, the last time I heard some of these songs was I was an usher at the Hollywood Bowl when you guys played there. And he just thought that was the funniest thing in the world that, you know, I got paid five bucks to see the Beatles. There you go. You. This happened to me. The first Jane Russell said to me, do you, Esther Williams, the swimmer, yeah. was Jane Russell's best friend and living in Santa Monica. And Jane said to me, I'm going to uh, Esther's for lunch. You want to come? You'd like to meet her. I said, are you kidding? Of course. And I'll have to interview her also. So I walk into the house and there's Esther, Jane and Esther hugged and kissed. And then Esther said, I heard about you. You're crazy. <laughs> and and you want me on your show? I said, what an introduction, Esther. You should have drowned years ago. And she, <laughs> and she started to laugh her head off. She's, I said, who told you I, I'm crazy? She said, Jane did. 
because Jane said, Ron wants you on his show, but he's a little crazy. <laughs> so I looked at Jane. I said, thanks for the knife in the back, bitch. No, that's a good introduction. <laughs> well, anyway, I Esther Williams turned out to be one of the most down-to-earth broads I've ever met. I mean, she's really, uh, she was not Hollywood at all. She was totally uh, human. Oh, and it's, it's so gorgeous, and what a great athlete. And she was a lovely person, a, yeah. a, a wonderful hostess and and friendly and warm. And, and of course, she had gained weight and was older, but I could still see a beautiful woman there. Oh, that's but, great. But I, I, I liked Esther a lot. Yeah. So well, we well, asked. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Because no, I was going to go move to a different subject. So keep your go, thought. Go, 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 ahead and for, go it. for it. Go, go My for new it. subject is because we've had. Do you know Tony Franklin? Yeah, Tony's a very dear friend. So Tony Franklin has his own guitar, and so do you. And I, so that's why I wanted to like brag a little bit, because you've got the Lee Sklar signature bass. I've got two of them, actually, with two different companies, but they're diametrically opposed, so there's no conflict of interest, and I'm not a total whore, you know, hawking stuff. That's okay you're, if you're a little whore anyway. Hey, no, I no, mean, I mean, <laughs> well, under other circumstances. No, I, I, there's a company called Dingwall out of Canada, Sheldon Dingwall, and my five string is made by Sheldon, but then I have a, a, a semi-acoustic four string that's made by Warwick in Germany. And, uh, and so they're both signature models. And then I have my main bass, which I call Frankenstein, because it was just body parts that we assembled back in 73 and turned out to be like the greatest monster I ever saw. So um, I'm with that. Uh, so is that your favorite one? Yeah, it's just sitting right here. I, it's the one I just used on the America track because that's what I used on the record. Now let me let me ask you, where do you live? Don't give us where. Just give us. This, where, you know, this, I'm in Pasadena, Kella, out here. Oh, Pasadena. Okay. Yeah. When we get over this virus bullshit, uh, Scott Page performs with Pink with some of the Pink Floyd people in yeah. that, that wonderful dome. That? The dome. Have you been to the Wisdom? The Wisdom. Have I you have been? not been there yet. Well, listen. Let's make a date. Uh, I want to Please. meet you in person. I want to meet you in person. I want a picture with you for my album. Um, <laughs> No, I need I I'll need a picture with you, too, because I'm actually in the process this week of finishing a coffee table book. Oh, since, cool. since 2004, I've got uh, I, I mean, I have over 11,000 pictures of people going. That's my famous <laughs> picture. Oh. I had it on Facebook. I'm in the car eating lunch because we're going to go film soon. And Jimmy says to me. Do not get any grease on my BMW seats. So I just turned. I just got him. it. It was brand new. I, I turned to him and I went like that. Well, that <laughs> it got like a zillion plays. But, um, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Winter wait, 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 coffee table coming out. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get back to the wisdom. It's, uh, it, okay. You finished the wisdom. Yeah. When Scott plays there, everybody plays there. I will call you and I will say to you, we're going to be there that night. You've got bring your wife. We have the best time. Afterwards, we go out, we socialize, we have coffee and whatever. I'd love it. It's, love a, it. Wonder, it's, it's, it's a wonderful. I've done so many things with Scott over the years and played with him so many times. I'd love well, to go down there. Scott, I'll tell Wayne to be there also. Yeah. And, and we'll tell Kenny to be there. Every ball yeah, guy. I'll be playing anyway. So. And Kenny's playing. He knows all of them. You know Kenny Olsen, right? Yeah. Kenny Olsen, he love, knows everybody. I love Kenny Olsen. I keep fixing him up. With He's these, like the man. He knows everybody. No, I keep fixing him up with these broads. <laughs> so hold I'm on. Like a pimp. Tell us about the book then. So when's the book going to come out? So everybody in the book is shooting a bird? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's every, well, it's, it's, 
recognizable people. It's people on the street. It's people at gigs. It's it's all of humanity. I mean, it runs the gamut, you know, with people like Jack Nicholson and Lou Adler and, and Jay Leno and Gwyneth Paltrow. And all. But I've got like everybody. I've got athletes and all these. Um, but we've we've pared the book down to 6,000 photographs. I've still got 5,000 sitting in a folder. And um, it, we're, it, it should be heading to to print um, this weekend, which means I'll have the book by the end of November. So I'm going to dress up like Santa and go and, and treat my channel like QVC <laughs> and be. Pocket know, book. There you go. I think that's fabulous. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm going to be starting probably in the next week or so. I'm going to be, be beginning a Kickstarter campaign for it. And I, so those people will get like autographed copies and all that it's 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 well, something that people have been bugging me about for years because they, they've seen me taking these pictures forever but all of a sudden i had time because of the pandemic i was supposed to be on the road through february of next year and everything shut down so suddenly i, I created this youtube channel in a clubhouse i've got a, a live stream at three o'clock today with my clubhouse and i'm trying to make the most of a really hideous situation you and me both it's yeah very very difficult. You know, I go on the set. I was just on the set Friday, finishing up a film called Clown Motel 2. And uh, we all had to wear masks, which yeah. are stupid un until we shot. The minute we shot, yeah. we took masks off. And I said to my director, what's the point? If we've got it, we just spread it. You know, <laughs> I mean, and I and I might have been kissing everybody. Hello and goodbye. All that whole. Lot. So it's, it's a I, tough call. It's disgusting. It's really yeah. I hate it because, you know, I'm 80 years old. What have I got left? And I don't, whatever I have left, I don't want to be in prison. You know, I want to enjoy it. I, I'm Even though my, we are in prison because no, we don't I go anywhere. I love my <laughs> friends beyond belief. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. I'm, I'm a social. I'm a Gemini. Okay. I love you already. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, no, I'm a social butterfly. I've been all my life and I have wonderful friends over the years. Many have died, of course. My, yeah. Mr. Mr. Blackwell, Jane Russell, Ter uh, Rhonda Fleming. No, she's alive still. But anyway, all the old broads, yeah. the old actresses. So I'm kind of in a world now of young people because all the old ones are gone. And I love the young people because they keep me young. Mm -hmm. But this pandemic is for the birds. I mean, yeah. So let's go back. First of all, we have B. Claudia in the chat room. B. Claudia is from Germany. She, she basically tunes in she's a big fan and friend of ours and sh but she loves the musician people more than anybody and uh so she'll like totally have an orgasm if you just say hi b claudia because she'll be so happy <laughs> b claudia i've been waiting for you so long now i mean you, you put a you put an absolute smile on my face and you know you know she you know something? She will work on your Kickstarter like no one else. Yeah, she does that. She will help promote your Kickstarter. Yeah, I, I have no idea how to do it. I'm going to have to get some tutorials on how to do this. Properly. It's not hard. It's yeah. not hard. So, do you listen to like? Do you listen to modern day music at all? Well, being being in the profession I'm in as a studio musician, you really have to be cognizant of everything that's going on because you never know what you're going to get called for. And I right. still do a lot of albums with kids in their 20s and stuff and the thing is when you walk in the studio the age disappears right and we're all we're all on all on the same page working together and i love it you know i mean there's there's a, a crap but i think back to crap that i was listening you know i heard when i was 20 so you know it, it, i never heard i never heard crap at 20 what were you oh, listening i heard to? i heard some serious like what crap. Give, me, give, give me some crap he was probably behind the scenes no, but wait more. a minute give me some crap 
Well, you know, there were bands that I just thought were not very good bands that got, you know, had a lot, you know, oh. had pretty much success. There was a ton of them, like in Hollywood on the Sunset Strip, yeah. you know, playing yeah, that, like, like, like Bones, that group, Bones were terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't a big fan of the Seeds or some of yeah. those bands. And neither, neither was I. Neither yeah, was but I. it doesn't mean they were bad. It just means there were others that my energy, you know, was more focused on yeah, that, I, you, I, that I enjoyed more. You know but, what? Back then, we got so loaded that when the music played, who gave a shit? As long as we could dance to anything, we danced to two cans banging together. <laughs> I was I was in that band. <laughs> I mean, really. I, mean, I, I used to go to the uh, what was it on Sunset Boulevard, the Whiskey Go Go. Yeah, still and there. We, yeah, and everybody played there. That was incredible. I mean, but we really went for the the music and mostly to have fun. And it's the hang. Got, it's the, the hang. hang. It's the hang. And everybody got a little loaded. We all got a little free. And it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, not, the not, Hullabaloo. The Hullabaloo was a great club. Remember you know, the I, remember, I forgot I remember, about the Hullabaloo. Yeah, I went there and I yeah. and, and I and I saw um the original Sons of Champlin, followed by the 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 early Sly in the Family Stone. And oh the my god, and, I and love the headliner Sly. was Canned Heat. Ah, I love Sly. Did you ever go to the baked potato on Ventura? Ventura oh, yeah, yeah. I love the baked potato. Yeah. You know, I love an intimate club. A good That's friend of ours, a good drummer played there, Earl Palmer. Oh, Earl was uh, Earl played on our first record when I was I love I love Earl. Earl Palmer. Shit. Earl Palmer was <laughs> a good friend of mine and the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. And I used to go there with all my friends just to hear Earl the nights that he played. And one night, Red Fox came in. Oh, and, I, and I was with my sister-in-law, who was a tall, white, blonde, sophisticated broad. And he went over and he said, uh, you're not going to give me a kiss? So she offered her cheek and he stuck his tongue in her ear. <laughs> <laughs> that was Red Fox. He was outrageous. Who's going to say no? No, but I loved Rex, Red, oh. Red Fox. He had a filthy mouth. He's like me, dirty mouthed and dirty pervert. I mean, if a good-looking chick walked in, forget about it, what he didn't say and do. He was a womanizer. He was a crazy uh, uh, I'll tell you the funniest one of those <clears throat> cats was my wife and I went to a, a Marino's Italian restaurant down in Hollywood one night with one of her girlfriends. It was just beautiful. Next table, Jack Lane was there and jack was so all over her and he's sitting with his wife and he's like five, four. he was like five four and and uh, yes. brooke, was, and brooke wife, was about five eleven and he was like climbing her right wait and and jack's wife <laughs> jack's wife was like five i was with mr blackwell eating in a greek restaurant uh -huh. in la and jack was there with his wife and jack walked over to our table and he looked at at uh mr blackwell he said Yo, fuck, you're still alive. How are you? And he was a cool guy. He said that to Black, you are, you all fuck, you're still alive. Yeah, he was the littlest guy in the world. Not only was he short, but he was petite. Yeah. And on film, when he does the, the commercial, he looks so big and tall. Yeah. And his wife had to be four foot eight. She was like a dwarf. I mean, yeah, cutest, it was it was funny. He was, he was sitting at the table, like flexing his arm, going, here, feel my muscle, feel my muscle. <laughs> no muscle. <laughs> he, uh, was yeah, a, he was he was he was it was character. into his life. He was a real character. I love characters. Yeah, I do I do any new character. Mr. Yeah. Blackwell, you know who so, Mr. Blackwell. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. His fashion. Richard, Richard Richard was my best and dearest friend. We hung out all the time. And uh 
he and Shasha Gabor, I mean, he tells a story that the first time he went to Shasha Gabor's house, the dog had shit on the rug. And, and, and Shaja was so busy looking at the shit and telling the maid how to clean it. And Blackwell was standing there. And Blackwell looked at her. He said, as soon as you get finished with the shit, I would like to speak to you. So she looked up and then she went back to the shit. Mr. Blackwell turned around and walked out. And, and there never was a friendship ever again. Wow. <laughs> he used so to say that she wears so many feathers. She looks like she's in a tree giving birth to eggs. <laughs> so so real quick, though, go back. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, so go to, oh, shit, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no, Eileen. Okay, first of all, I don't know if I already said to say hi to Eileen, but say hi to Eileen Shapiro. She said, doesn't know how to get in the chat room, so she's texting me. I things. know, that's it's breaking my heart because Eileen is such a, she, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Eileen. She's, she's the conduit to everybody. Did you ever see her tits? I, I've seen some pictures on. Uh, she has the, the biggest set of jugs in the world. And Ron made them famous. And I made them famous because <laughs> I adore Eileen. She's like my sister. I, That's I mean, great. She's my dearest best friend. And she's my business partner. So. Right. <laughs> and I say to Eileen, you know, she slept over our house and I saw her without a bra in a nightgown. I said, Eileen, my God, those fucking things. They're like, like bombs, you know, like uh, torpedoes. I don't they hurt? And she said, not at all. I'm used to it. <laughs> so I said, I bet you, every, and it's true. Every guy that meets Eileen wants a banger. Yeah, everybody wrong? likes Eileen. All the guys we introduce her to, they all want a banger. I said, what the fuck does she got besides the tits? It's so wonderful. <laughs> I mean, so, you know. So anyway, I, she has a question. Yeah. Her question <laughs> is, do you know Billy Idol? Billy, you know, she just uh, wrote this book, Waiting for Adam, all about, like, you know, all the people she interviewed and trying to interview Adam Ant. Now she wants to interview Billy Idol. She wants to know if you know Billy Idol. Well, I I, I did an album with him, but I haven't seen him in years. Um, so. You're out of luck, Eileen. Sorry. <laughs> Eileen is crazy about Adam Ant. Well, she, Adam, Adam had his moment in the sun, that's for sure. Man, the, the, well, she, she, she would bang him in a second, a New York second. She's so hot for that guy. And I said, he Helene looks, says Eileen's tits can't be as big as Dolly Parton's, but I think Dolly Parton had a reduction. So no, they are no, bigger. no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dolly Parton's body is a lot thinner than Eileen's. But the tits are the same. I'm a tit man. I know what I'm talking about. She's got Dolly Parton. fuck, laugh out loud. And B. Claudia from Germany said that she's totally going to get your book. And she's just just, just, just subscribed to your YouTube channel so she can All write. Right. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. What's the name of your book again? Um, uh, I'm not releasing any of that until it's going to – the cover and the title, everything's going to be a surprise when the Kickstarter hits. I love it. Okay. Well, then when the Kickstarter hits, you're going to come You got to let me know because I have a bunch of uh... – No, but you're going to come back on this show. I'm inviting you. I would love uh, to. I would yeah, love to. This way we can help you raise the funds and get your book going. Great. Because well, you know what? Let me tell you something, and this is no smoke up your ass because I don't do that. Um, you have now become music legend. Because the amount of work that you have done with the celebrities that you have worked with puts you in the category of fabulous. And, yeah. and, and he likes you because you, you guys go to all the same places. <laughs> no, I, I want to ask him one more question. Yeah, please. please. And if he, if he worked with her, I'm leaving the show and I'm going to kill myself. Okay. Did you ever work for Peggy Lee? No, you don't have to kill yourself. But oh, boy, good. I, sure, I sure was a fan of Peggy. and, and You? All the I, songs she wrote, like for Lady and the Tramp, and all those things. I you mean, kidding? She she wrote songs for Jane Russell. Yeah, no, that Jane, Peggy, that Jane used in her show. Peggy yeah. Lee 
is my all favorite favorite female singer. There's nobody like Peggy Lee, even yeah, though I she, she sang before she sang before the music or bef after the music. I thought, forgot how it was. Beryl Davis. Does that name mean anything to you? I've heard the name. Beryl Davis was a singer, and her husband was the CEO of Capitol Records. And okay. Beryl and I were driving one day, and she looked up and she said, "Oh, Peggy Lee, when she was alive, lived there." I said, "You knew Peggy Lee." She said, yes. I said, Beryl, how many years ago? She was still alive and I know you. She said, of course she was. Beryl, why didn't you ever introduce me to Peggy Lee? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> she said, I didn't think you cared. I said, I don't care. So I play in my wow. fucking car. It's Johnny Mantis and Peggy Lee. And you know what she said to me? Oh, Ron, too bad. Peggy would have loved you. I wanted to punch her in the face and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't hit women, but I'd like, to, and I love Beryl Davis, was my dearest friend. Yeah, but that's, you know, it's sad to think, you know, when you're that close and it doesn't happen. Yes. I mean, really and truly. I so how, how, let's let's take that to you then. How, who's somebody that you've been that close, but it didn't happen that you thought, oh my God, I would have loved to like actually get to work with them. Do you have a, like a bucket list of somebody that you, I mean, 2,600 fucking albums there are no. probably not too many people that you have missed no but there's people who i really love their music and i haven't had a chance i love steve winwood i've always been a winner oh, yeah and i've never had the chance to play with him and i've you know i've been close to and hung with elton but i've never been able to to go on you know tour with him or record there's a there's a few out there but you know i think you know it's nice just to share everything so there's you know lots of gigs out there i just want to see everybody busy and working yeah but you don't get greedy you've done enough yeah you know i mean you've you've got some resume my friend uh the question i wanted to ask i just forgot being 80 sucks you forget everything you got to do everything interrupt people and do but it it's quick. all fresh every time you come up with it again yeah <laughs> because you forgot that you said yeah it you forgot time. you said it uh what was the question i wanted to ask that's you? hilarious and it was a good oh 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 my favorite song of all time is Crystal Blue Persuasion. Oh. And I put it on Facebook and said to the young people today, listen to the lyrics because this is what we need today. And now I just found out that Tommy James is coming on our show soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, maybe he'll bring a couple of chandelles with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to unscrew them from the ceiling, the chandelles. <laughs> oh, he had some great songs. But, you know, all those guys, I, I did an album with Dion. And I'll tell you, the f most fun thing was he was goofing around and he did like a hip hop version of The Wanderer just for fun. We didn't even record it. We were all sitting there and we went, are you kidding me? It was so good. <laughs> How good. cool is that? How cool is yeah. that? It's those behind the scenes, though things. Those are the kind of things that you like always remember. You know that you. Did, just, did you ever work with Dion Warwick? Oh yeah, I did a bunch of Dion Warwick stuff. Yeah, I love what, Dion. What's because yeah, have... a lot of stuff. I, I did a lot of uh, Hal David was a dear friend and Burt Bacharach. So I did Burt, a lot of stuff yeah. that that they you know they yeah. were involved oh, with. Yeah, I love make it easy yeah. on yourself. I, I met oh, Burt, Burt Bacharach. My friend Perry Winkler lived up in Truesdale Estates, and that's where uh, Burt and uh, Angie Angie uh, Dickinson yeah. lived. They, matter of fact, they were three or four houses down, and Angie Dickinson was the, the sweetest woman in the world. Yeah, Bert, Bert was very shy and very nice, and they had a daughter that had some sort of a retardation or something, mm. uh, and it was sad because here they were, these famous people who do so much, and they have to have this horrible thing happen to their child. Well, it's like being a great singer, and you have a child that's deaf. 
Yes. Exactly. Well, this is what this was. I mean, the, I don't think the daughter got it, who Bert yeah. was or Angie what, was. What is your producer switch? Um, this goes back to the great Tommy Tedesco, um, who was the greatest studio guitar player that ever was. We were doing a movie over at, at um, the Universal um, lot, the, at Universal Studios. We used to have a great studio on the property, and we used to do all the shows like Magnum P.I. and Hill Street Blues. I mean, oh, I love that. Um, Rockford Files <laughs> and all those things. But I was sitting with Tommy, and the barricades, you, you look like Kilroy when you were sitting there. All you saw was like this much of our faces. And the conductor was across the room, and he said to Tommy, he says, now, could I hear a, like a mandolin on this? So Tommy bends over and picks up his instrument and plays. He goes, no. He went through like a half a dozen instruments wanting to hear different sounds. And I'm dying. I'm crapping my pants because I'm right next to Tommy. And Tommy's only bending over and sitting back up. He only had his acoustic guitar with him. So he was pretending he was picking something else up <laughs> and then playing in different positions. And when it was over, I looked at him. I said, I just learned more in five minutes how this business works than I did in all my formal education. So I went home with one of my main bases and I drilled a hole in it and stuck a switchcraft switch in the hole, but there was no wires or anything. So if somebody would ask me, can you make that, can you make that shimmer? Can you make that more mauve? Um, I would make sure they could see me flip the switch and then I'd play in a different position and they were thrilled. And it saved me a lot of aggravation. And then word and then word got out. <laughs> Trick, tricks of the biz. Tricks yeah, it's all placebos. Yeah, you just I like how you, you are one. It. You are one hell of a terrific, interesting guy. What so about like? Do you like? I like. I like Miley. So I, I like Miley Cyrus a lot. Have you played on anything for Miley Cyrus? I didn't do anything. I worked with Billy Ray, but I never worked with Miley. And I, 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 I did some comments on her stuff early on, where I said, "You actually are really a talented girl," and so much of what she was doing was such a distraction from her actual abilities um, she has a new song she just released last week and it is awesome i freaking oh, cool. love it. well that's yeah, like she, that's what's the one that wore the meat what was her name she, oh lady gaga <laughs> lady gaga she's, she's got so good great, better talent than what she puts out there i mean she's an opera singer she's a very good ballad singer yeah i and, saw her with tony at the with tony bennett at the hollywood bowl and she was yeah. she, she was great and she's fabulous the thing is it's kind of like all these things it's like you guys how many people want to do something like this how do you rise to the top? You've got to have a, a, a shtick or a hook or anything like that. Chem because chemistry. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big field of people. So she came out, and with all her talent, the first thing she did was make something that caught everybody's eye. So she got all the attention. Once you've got that, then you can go ahead and introduce them to your talent. But you've yeah. got to have an audience before that well, happens. Well, she and she and Tony definitely had uh, chemistry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the magic bounced back and forth. Uh, this, the reason why Jimmy and I are successful is we have chemistry. Besides, we're legally married. But um, it's the yin and the yang, you know, the crazy and the sense. Exactly. You have a vibe, the two of you guys. I mean, it's yeah. like you, you're, you're exactly the same and totally different. Exactly. Yep. Well, the one thing that I base myself on is I tell the truth. I am a I am at a fault with it. I mean, some people hate me for telling the truth, but I feel um don't give like I would never praise you as I did if you weren't who you are. And I'm not being if you weren't any good. And I'm not being wonderful about it. If you yeah, suck, yeah. I mean, I've had some shit on this show you wouldn't believe that the date when we left the studio, I said to Jimmy, you ever put that fuck back on? I'm quitting. 
<laughs> yeah. Torture chamber, you know, and they yeah. sit there with this fucking ego, like who they are. They made two films that suck, and they are so grand and wonderful, you know, and I hate that kind of bullshit. Well, we I, find I dealt with artists like that, too. You yeah. know, I go in the studio, and, and sometimes the lamest people have uh, to, well, because they deep down in their soul, they know they suck, so they put this defense up. That, exactly. you know, and you just kind of go, OK, well, I know who to say no to if they call again. Right. But when but when I'm there with them working, I still give it a hundred like I would. I work with actors like that. Yeah. I'm not to mention, but a movie a couple of movies ago that I did, we had a guy on set that I think we were going to put his name before the name of the fucking film. You know that he was so arrogant and he had two yeah. lines and two lines in the movie. But. You earned all the praise I give you because to achieve what you achieve with those people, you have to be sensational. I would love to hear you play solo something. I asked uh, Scott. You can hear him. We can go to his YouTube channel. Well, I'm yeah, going come to me. Yeah, come join me. Oh, I will. Because I'm telling uh, beyond what the way. If we have the time, I'll tell you real quickly how this all started. Um, we had just finished this two years on the road with Phil Collins. And um, I had guys writing to me saying, you know, I saw you and it was in a big stadium and I, I, I could hear you, but I couldn't hear details sometimes because of the venue. And so what I thought I would do is I contacted our front of house mixer and had him send me the show from Adelaide when we played there because it was a real good show. They were all good shows, but this was a good show. So what I did was I, I loaded it into my laptop. I have a little speaker plugged into the laptop and I have a bass amp. So what I did was I would play I said I'm going to do the entire show one song a day and so I did the first song of the show you could hear the track and then my bass part was sitting on top of it rather than in it and I started telling stories about things and like three songs into it I had people writing me going man we love your YouTube channel I went what YouTube channel I had no idea what the hell they were talking about and suddenly <laughs> it had evolved into a channel and now I've got about 200 videos since the pandemic began on there, and I pick a song every day that I've worked on and and play it along. I have to relearn some songs I played 50 years ago, like with James Taylor. Um, but and then I tell all kinds of road stories and backstories about the everybody, and uh, and and all of a sudden in a few months I ended up I've got 132,000 people on my channel. Good for you. Yeah. Good for it's good, great. Good for us yeah. at our age that we could still belt them out. Question. Yeah. Ever, ever play for my other sweetheart, Tina Turner? You know, I wish I, I actually played a bit a bit of a live gig with Tina. Tina was involved when when Phil Collins did. I think it was Tarzan, um, the, yeah. the music for Tarzan, and Tina sang one of the main songs. Well, Tina, we flew to New York to do the premiere of the show, and and Tina flew in from Switzerland to sing with us. And man, I'll tell you. It was such an absolute treat. I mean, she came in like Streisand, like this total pro. She pro. Had like we had like a dozen background singers, and she immediately walked up, said, "I want to hear each of you." Placed them all so they would be balanced on their mics. And I looked over at Phil. He was like a pig in shit because he suddenly she took over, and he was going, all he want all he's ever wanted to do was play drums. That's what he's the best at. And he's one of the best drummers in the world. I love another that. question. Another yeah. question. The yeah. queen of Queens, Miss Patty LaBelle. I've worked with, I did some recording with Patty. 
And I love I, her. Tell me she's wonderful and nice and sweet. She was great. She was. I mean, I saw the, the, the Patty Labelle and the Bluebells open for the Stones at the at the um, uh, down in uh, what's what was it the Sports Arena back in the late '60s, and she was singing her ass off then. I mean, she's she's got one of the great tools. Yes, in this business. She hits notes that everybody tries to hit, and they yeah. can't. Yeah, I love Patty Labelle. Uh, I almost came close to Jimmy and I meeting her. She coming to our house for dinner twice because we're good friends with um, Kim Sledge, Kathy Sledge, Kathy Sledge mm -hmm. from Sister, Sister, Sledge. Sister Sledge. Yeah, and Kathy lived the town over from us. And I said, you know, why don't you and your husband come over for dinner one night? And she said, oh, you know what? Would you like me to bring Patty Labelle to meet you? I said, what the fuck are you talking about? Would I like it? Give me yeah. a break, you know. Please, Kathy. I said, absolutely. Then we and, moved. And then we moved because, oh. we, yeah. How about one more? We're going to ask Queen because our next guest is getting ready to come in. Okay. Uh, Queen, did you work with Queen? No, because Queen is a self-contained group. That's true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like people have said, have you ever played with McCartney? I go, he's a bass player. Yeah. We had fun one time. We got called to do a, uh, a demo. Uh, of a song that uh, Paul and Linda wrote, and they're and 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 it's really funny. Their next door neighbor, his name was Michael Bolton. I love Michael, <laughs> but Bolton. it wasn't that Michael. Oh, Bolton. not that Michael Bolton. No, no. but it was just funny, and uh, and it was really fun. So that's as close as I got to working uh, doing anything with them. As we did this demo, it was me and Greg filling gains, a whole bunch of us in the studio, and we had to sign a disclaimer that we wouldn't talk about it. But that was years ago and stuff. Yeah. Okay, it's a, so it's a funny business. You know? Eileen sent me a text that you're supposed to make sure you check your text about the European radio show, please. And um, and we're gonna we have another guest that should be coming in any second now. They're gonna, they're gonna kick ass. They're gonna kick ass. Well, we're gonna see you at the Wisdom for sure. And absolutely. If, and if you don't show up, I will find where you live and I will come with a buzzer and okay. I will buzz off that fucking beard and sideburns. <laughs> And then I will take pictures of you and post it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> there you, I love that, by the way. All right, everybody. So this is Leland Squar. Please hey, Leland, check out his YouTube channel. It's Leland Squar and join the clubhouse. He plays today at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Join him, Leland. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been fabulous, and we will see you soon. And when and, the book's please, ready to out, we'll please you out. Check out our group, The Immediate Family. The immediate family, you guys, Google to. it. And thank yeah, you. please. Thank you'll, you. you'll love it. You'll love it. Thank you for all the you good shows. You guys are the best. Thank no, you, you so are. Thank, thank you. No, for the, you are. Well, no, you th are. Th thank you for the good show we you are. gave us. Yes, we are. We are. I love we it are. all. Leland, thank you so and much. I'll there we go. Soon. I love it. Woo! There we go. Bye-bye, <laughs> Leland. Bye, Leland. Yay, what everybody. What a sensational guy. He Everybody listening or watching it, isn't he sensational? So, I wish all our guests were like him. So, you guys, real quick, you can listen to us weekly uh, on our home station, W4CY Radio. We're also on K4HD Radio uh, in L.A., Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. And on TV, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, YouTube, and JSW Television at JimmyStarsWorld.com. Now we're going to bring in our next guest, Trench. It's coming in, Jimmy and Andrea. Hey! How you doing? You Good, how are right? you? Hey, yes, right? Yes, just talk loud. Out out hi, there. Jimmy. So hi. nice to see you in person, Ron. How are you? Jimmy? I'm good. So I have a question. A question. Do we pronounce it Andrea or Andrea? Andrea. 
All right, so we got Andrea, you guys. Andrea, and how do we pronounce your last name? Uh, Zatiero? Spliha. I'll never get that. Okay. <laughs> He's so bad with names. And Jimmy Ferris. I can do Jimmy because Jimmy and Jimmy, you guys, and these are trends. So let me do an intro for us. Um, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. One of the greatest new bands on the planet. Their name is Trench. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Ron. How are uh, you? They already know you. They already know who you are because they watch the I, uh, show. So, like, I don't have to introduce you. Oh, good, good. I hate that fucking introduction. Listen, <laughs> about, you're, you're kind of like, I feel like we're the same thing some ways. Well, you know, Ron's out of control and fun, wild. And uh, I get crazy. Jimmy, it's yeah, calm. Annie's the same. I, well, I never know what she's going to say, but it makes life worth living. Well, we, J- <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy questioned, is her name Andrea or Andrea? The definition of that is Andrea. Wait, no, no, wait. Andrea, if you're from Brooklyn. And Andrea, if you're a queer from Palm Springs. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> she's gorgeous, by the way. Uh, so, so. So you guys are an American. You guys, you guys actually live in Las Vegas, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Right now we do. We do. We do. <laughs> it was uh, Viva Las Vegas when we got here, but then I, I don't know. I hope it wasn't something we did, but everybody <laughs> went away. More like this was v- a riot. It's more like Viva roast your balls Viva off in Ro- Las Vegas. It's so hot there. So we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Is there anybody hey, in there everybody. from FSU? I oh, I don't know. Is. Did you actually go to FSU? I see the thing back no, there hiding. Did. And no. I, I played some gigs up there, and uh, I loved it. And and uh, we I have went, some friends who are cheerleaders there. Uh, I went to I University of I went to University of Florida, so like I'm like your rival. I'm the FSU rival because I went. But you guys actually met in Florida, right? Yes, we did. We did a lot of gigs for the Trojans too. So and he still and, uh, keeps Jim, me around somehow. Jim Jimmy may be your rival, but I'm not because I was kicked out of high school at 16. <laughs> I'm not kidding either. Yeah, yeah. I was so bad and so out of control. They said either straighten out or leave, and I said goodbye. I don't need to learn to how to spell and add. I'm going to be an actor, and I'm going to be famous. And all the people that did it and all the kids that studied and went to college, they're making $12 a week. And I became who I am. So fuck them. And, and, and education, it's not necessary sometimes. Learn how to read. That's important. <laughs> and then go out and make, I mean, look at you. Look at you, too. Wait, wait. When you, when you dropped out of school, did your mom yell at you like this, Ron? No, my mother said to me, I'm you little... My, my mother said to me, you little fuck, you better get a job now, go to work. No, seriously. Um, you're like, you're, how do I turn you, it back to silent film, Mom? Now, wait a minute. All of your career, all of your, uh, all of your knowledge has nothing to do with your music. So you chose to be a musician and not a school teacher. And that's how I feel. I chose uh, being in films and television and doing what I'm doing now. I could never be a uh, CEO of like Costco. He he said though, he said like, did you want to like reel it back to silent films? And in actuality, his mom was a silent film actress. My mother was. Jenny, (laughs) Jenny Gabriel. Did you yell it it silently and then write it out on a thing? 
You know? No, my mother. No, we get it. No, we get it. I got it when you did it. I got it. No, my mother couldn't yell at me you because did, my, <laughs> my grandfather died when my mother was 14, and my mother had to quit school and go to work. You need a biscuit to support her mother. So my mother was at 14, you know. But th back in those days, at 14 years old, she knew more than college students know today. I don't know what happened to the schooling today. People just don't learn as quickly as they did back, back, and way back then. Yeah, but you guys, you guys have, haven't always been a band. How long have you guys, first of all, how long have you been married or, or a couple? Uh, six years. Six years. And how long has Trench been a band? Six years in May. Okay. Okay. So I now was looking for a lead singer, and I asked her if she wanted to leave her band and do that, and she basically said, well, if, if we're going to sing together, we'll have to have chemistry, and then we'll fall in love. And so... So embarrassed about like, this part. are you available to fall in love? God says you are, and I was like, that's really heavy for a hello talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I tried Shame to run away. Me. She chased me down a few times, and it's it's getting cost the best thing ever happened. You know, absolutely, she's and absolutely she's gorgeous. And, and let me say something to Andrea. And if he does, so uh, Andy, 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 thank you, Andy. Listen to Daddy. If he doesn't marry you next year, kick him. No, out. they're already married. I think. Oh, they're married. Are you guys married already or no? We got married uh, immediately. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought I realized I'd get fifty percent if I married her. It was over. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, I thought you were living together for six years. I was going to say uh, to her, you're wasting time on this jerk. If he doesn't no, marry you, lose no. him. But no, you're married, so now I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. He, he likes people to be married and. I believe in marriage. Plus, you have to like have you have to be married to her because look at her. I mean, like she goes walking down the street. Everybody's going to be chasing after. Her, and if you got a ring on the finger, then you don't have to worry. She looks like a gorgeous Italian actress. Are you Italian? You. Are you Italian? I'm. Yes. Her I know. Zadiero. Yeah, yes. I'm. I'm Italian too, so I know. Yeah. You know, we we wops know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, yeah. We, the eyebrows, yeah, she brought yeah, up the we're, eyebrows. We're gorgeous. Italians are beautiful people. That's yeah. why all the, hair, all the that's why all the horny all the horny old ladies go to Italy to meet Italian lovers. Did you know that? Old women like sixty-five and seventy. They all go to Italy to pick up young Italian men. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that, yeah. but so wait, what are you, Jimmy? What's Ferris? That's English. Uh, yeah, it's Irish Scotch. Means like a uh, iron warrior, I guess. Yeah, see, I'm Irish and Scottish too. It's like Ferris, like blacksmith or something, you know. Right, but let me tell you something. You married an Italian woman, so you have to be well, be care, be, be careful, because Italian. An absolute angel, right from heaven, and, and no, no, no. You I, have to I'm be careful. To get her back in the start. You have to I'm be just doing my job. You have to be careful of her because one minute she's wonderful and loving, the next minute she's a temptress and a temper. Ah! Like, nah, you and me both. <laughs> this one too. You Jimmy, I both. feel for you. I love it, Andy. I love it. I love it. I love that. I think that's hilarious. That's what I tell Jimmy. I think that's probably the most common lie anyone ever does. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Or I'm not mad. I'm upset. No. What does that mean? In the Italian. 
In the Italian culture, from very young, we are taught, do not only love your mate because they will walk all over you. You have to love them and then hate them. When you hate them, they feel sorry for you and they behave. Then, it, it, but it's, don't you find that to be the truth? <laughs> Andy, answer that question. Yeah. Andy, answer that. The last part, when you hate them, you'll feel sorry for them. Is that when you hate them, they'll no. feel sorry for you because you're so stupid, you'll hate them. In other <laughs> words, if you, if you always kiss his ass and you're sweet to him, he's going to walk all over you. He's got you in the bag. It's like, okay, I got it for sure. But if you act bitchy and fight with him, he starts to get nervous and say, oh, my God, I might lose her. And then they get sweet and nice. Like, Jimmy, he gets nice to me. And I, <laughs> I, I tell Jimmy, tomorrow I call the lawyer. It's over. Get the fuck out of my life. And he gets sad. And then he gets so sweet. Honey, can I rub your back? You want me to fix you? <laughs> you got to do that. You can't just be nice all the time. They, they walk on. We had a guitarist once who had had some drinks. And he thought it would be a good idea to inform me, Ron, that uh, he's like, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, if you ever get in a fight with Andy, uh, have you insulated yourself with a, a prenuptial agreement or some way that she won't get any money and you can't. You can just kick her out of the group, and we can move on. Have you figured all that out? And I'm like, she's right there, yeah. and you're saying it. She can hear it. I, 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 I think. She, yeah, yeah you, you got rid of the right one. You got rid of the right one. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that Andy could bury all shovel of you work late at night. I told. I was like, she's. A, he he couldn't see she was Italian. I think. Uh, Unless he thought she was something that would let him live. Oh what what a mistake he made. I looked over at her and she wasn't saying a word, and I knew that was not good. Yeah. Italians are the opposite of Irish. The matter we get, the more we're like, ah, but Italians are like, Italians start like, hey, I really like your suit. And then when they're about to kill you, they're like, what did you just say? <laughs> it's, it's true yeah. you know we have an old saying we have an old saying in brooklyn if i didn't like you so much i wouldn't tell you to go fuck yourself uh -uh. got the an got, got the analogy of that in other words we said it but you're not offended so we have a way of working at italians and then when we're fed up with you we just turn around and say i hope you die you're no good you son of a bitch croak you know stuff like that and then an hour later, we're in bed having sex, making love, and telling each other how much we love each other. And that's being Italian. <laughs> love Italian we're style. mad, but just start cleaning the house. I'm not mad. I'm just doing the dishes. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just cleaning, honey. Oh, look, there's cobwebs. <laughs> I like love it. If you keep her at the right level of mad, Please she'll clean the house. And just a little more... And she'll burn it down. I like love it. All right, so let's talk. You guys got a brand new single. First of all, you have an album that came out not too long ago, Doves of War. Now you got a brand new single, not on the album. It's a great song. It's very reminiscent of me. I thought it. It's very reminiscent for me, at least, of like um, a cross between like Big Audio Dynamite and like I don't know, like In Excess or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. A lot of people don't even know who Big Audio Dynamite is, but they were like my favorite band growing up. Um, and so it's really, really good. Tell us a little bit about the song and, uh, and, and, and go for it. Just tell us something about it. What do we need to know? Uh, we wrote the song uh, maybe five years ago. It was one of the first ones we actually wrote together. And it was like that moment when we knew we had something. I mean, something amazing. And uh, then over like a very short period of time we realized we didn't have anything else amazing to go with it 
So we shelved it ourselves. And I just kept practicing the instruments. Uh, most of all the albums you've heard, I'm playing um, everything. And, you know, I have other people I play with all the time. I'm not like one of those, like shut-ins or something. But uh, on the tracks, I'll track-by-track track record anyway, even if I have 10 people there. So I ended up playing most of the stuff. And I just felt like I, we started with Doves of War uh, in 2014. It wasn't good enough. Uh, because the songs had a lot of places to go, and I just frankly wasn't fast and, and decent enough, I thought. So we shelved it, shelved that song, kept looking for gold, and made United in Rock, and brought that out, which was a lot simpler to play, and depended a lot more heavily on my EDM uh, composition skills. And so we released that, it did good, and after about three years of practice, I was able to play what I wanted to play on anything. And so, like the guy that you just had on, he, he's amazing. Leland. He, he, he plays a bass, but like there's all these jokes that like, oh no, it's a bass solo. That's the most horrible thing ever. Um, but that guy could play with Phil Collins, just him playing and Phil singing. And that's it. Nothing else. Phil's, if you go and listen to, uh, what's my okay. favorite one? From Phil Collins? Yeah. Paradise. Well, screw, screw, screw Phil Collins. Screw Phil Collins. Well, I w let me hear you. Play. Let me hear you play. I'm anxious. I want to hear your music. Play. Go. Go, go, boys. Go, go. Wait, how, how are you guys going to do this now? So, yeah. oh, wait, wait. Okay, tell them about this guitar because this is amazing. This is, a, uh, this is Ice Caliber. I also call her Icy Lady. She's a standard size uh, Fender Jazz, but with a few of my own mods. Um, and she's made from bulletproof glass window. So she's not Luddite or acrylic or something that thunks. She's actually got the resonance of, of superior to maple um, resonance in every single way. She's better than cherry. But she doesn't have to have a truss rod because she's strong like a bank window, which is what she is. She's uh, a bank window. Well, it's a bank window. Listen to me. You're a lucky guy. That's cool. Wait, when Andy comes after you with a shotgun, just put that guitar in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Covers the balls, Ron. Yes, he covers his balls. I need to protect this or this. After I finish cleaning the yes. whole house. It's like this <laughs> shot down there, not worth living. So I know. You know All the, the Italian women are taught go for the balls because my mother used to say that to my sister. If a guy ever gets fresh with you, you just grab him by those nuts and squeeze him. He'll never do it again. I said, Ma, he might like that. My wonderful mother used to laugh so hard at that movie that uh, I think it was called baby boom or something but the girl goes just grab him by the apricots and twist right and it's then, true uh, <laughs> my wonderful redheaded mother i remember several times she stepped out of her character and that was my fa one of my favorites sorry mom there um, you go uh you know that must really work it, it absolutely works believe me it works uh, if ever if ever women is if ever you're being a woman is being jumped by a man a, raped or being assaulted grab those nuts and twist them the guy is paralyzed there's no way he can move or do anything and if it's really painful enough you you, you, you like, no you i'm sorry you on no it's coming out of your mouth or being she looks like she's not she's writing it down <laughs> no she knows it already her, her, no, her mother taught her that in private yes yeah, she already knows okay. all that she stuff. she knows all about oh, that about okay tall 
probably yeah. runs the uh, Escobar family right now or something. Well, most you know? Italian mothers are smart and their daughters listen to them. All right, so here's what we're going to do. So first of all, the song you're going to play is Loud and Clear then, right? That's the new single? That's the one you guys well, are going to play? It, play it, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I want to hear it. All right, so you guys, they're going to go play go, it. They're going to go, go, they're gonna go uh, reveal their little stage. It's going to be very cool. Okay. Um, so you announce the song real quick. Andrea, announce the song, and then you run back there. Oh, and we've got somebody else. Okay. Oh, look, there's an orchestra. Uh, yes. A band. Yeah. Andrea, you announce the song. Yeah, we're going to play loud and clear. We're trying to play loud and clear. All right. All right. Yay. Hey, how you doing back there? Nice to see you. All right, you guys. Rock and roll. All righty, let's go. All right, you guys. So this is going to be the first time we've ever done this. We've got Trench playing their brand new single, Loud and Clear. And hey, wait a second. Are they coming in over air or are they mic'd? No, they're coming in over air. Okay, folks, listen to me. You lose a lot of quality when you go over air. That'd you, be okay. you lose. Can you hear us loud and clear? Yeah, you'll be able to hear. You'll we'll be able to hear them. All right, you guys, rock and roll. Let's go, everybody. This is Loud and Clear by Trenched. Enjoy. <laughs> To hear you live is really the experience. I love it. Andrea, you sound awesome, too. You've got such a great voice. It's not not only gorgeous, but a great voice, you guys. Congratulations. Yay. Of course she does. Thank She's you. Italian. Italians yeah, all have good voices. 
Five octaves. So you can bring the rest of the band in if they want to say hi. Hey, guys. Yeah, bring those fellas in. Let's bring them in. Let's say hi. Hi, guys. Get over here. Come in. Come yeah, in. Come in come real in. quick and say hi and come tell in. us who you are. Don't be shy. Get over here. This is Amante. And, I'm and he was a long way away a little while ago. And this religious fella told him, you need to get your butt to Las Vegas. They need you out there. And so he did. And here he is. And we did. And Yay. Did, man. Okay, and the other guy, is that your son? It's my 19-year-old son who, when I met yes. her and we started playing, he said, what's the, what's the, he was young, he was like, it's 2014, he's like, what's the plan, dad, what's, what's the plan? I'm like, well, <laughs> we have to make so much money, those uh, sons of bitches in black robes are afraid to mess with us. Your son, so looks, your son looks like you. enough to do anything with this. Don't and they look alike, father and son? I love it. Okay. So, so and what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Demetrius. Demetrius. Hey, Demetrius. You guys look so much alike. It's not even funny. Well, the old lady's there too. If you look. Yeah. But that's not the wife. I mean, that's not the mother. Yeah. Oh, that's not the mother. No, they've only been together six years. He's nineteen. Oh, I don't, I, as I said, I dropped. I dropped out of school. But you know what? I thought there was the, the chin. He and he he and Andy have the same chin. And yeah, you guys actually do, Andy. Like you look like you could be brother and sister with Demetrius. No, you look like you could be his mother. No shit. And her call each other the Bobsy twins. So yeah. No, look at the shape and of the faces. Kind of like Bobsy twins. And Amante, how long have you been playing drums? Come and tell them. Yeah, get it. Get, tell them how hard right. and how. Yeah. Where, where how did he go? Where, where did he go? Listen, don't don't be don't be don't be camera shy. Only four, four only four point five million people are watching you right now, so don't be camera shy or nervous. <laughs> this is your chance to push yeah. your. Now, what does your T-shirt say? I can't read it. You keep moving around. Need new who? Need new haters. The old ones are starting to like me. <laughs> I love it. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. It's so true. It's so true. So you enjoy doing drums? Since he was two, he says. Oh wow! He what? He's been playing since he was two. You've been playing drums since yeah. you're two. Your poor yes, mother. Man. Your poor. Your poor parents. Your parents had to listen to that all those years. Oh my God. Actually, we. I love drummers. We've had a lot of good drummers on this show. Steve Perkins from Jane's Addiction. Kenny Aronoff. Bobby Blotzer from Rat. Um, I don't know. We've had a whole bunch because like so I many, love. I love so many drums. Big biggies. Um, nice. So, Have you so now. Corky Long. Corky Lang. No. I don't even know who that is. No. A mountains drummer. Remember mountains? Oh, okay. No, we know. 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 We Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So, okay. So then uh, we want to tell everybody, first of all, you guys, the single is loud and clear. So you want to have the single. The name of the single is loud and clear. It just came available yesterday. Um, it's fabulous. It's on all the digital download sites. You're on Spotify and everything too, right? Yeah. Do you know? Yes. We're, we're it, it's doing really good. Everybody go and, go and check it out. We're very happy. We've already had about uh, 40,000 spins on it. And that's just a drop in the bucket. Um, but that means that maybe there's a possibility of having 40,000 people to play for it. There you go. Absolutely. I love it. And you guys can follow Trench there on uh, Instagram. It's at Trenched 
no, no. Twitter is at Trenched B, T-R-E-N-C-H-E-D-B. Um, their Instagram is Trenched Band. And, uh, and I don't know what. Wait a minute. Hang on. I, where did you get the name Trench from? Trenched. Like Trench Mouth? T-R-E-N-C-H-E-D-B. Yes. What did she say? In the dictionary, or on if you Google trench, it means it means the highest level of intoxication before losing consciousness. <laughs> so, so who just who discovered it? Wait, who discovered it? <laughs> who discovered it? Well, the funniest thing was we our band was Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll. Which is, you know, that, that's you that's know. like played out sex bag and rock. That, that's that yeah, been around. We had that trademark, which is kind of funny. And a hundred years ago, when hang I, on, I let me finish it. A hundred years ago, when I was a kid, there was a, a band called. A hundred years ago, what? Years ago there was a band out. called oh. Sex. When I was a, a, I mean, in it's my the name of the band Free Bird, right? Okay, Every listen. Right, listen. You're right. We have to do one and one, otherwise the audience is going to go deaf. When I was about 25 years old, there was a band called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. I don't think they ever made it. That's why they changed their name to Trenched. I like, <laughs> I like, I like Trenched. And have yeah. kids wear it to school. You're not allowed to say sex or drugs on a shirt for colleges even. So uh, wow. wait, 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 bring that back again. I what did you say? Yeah. I saw it in a dream. So she Jimmy was trench. on a boat in a, in a dream, and the boat said in red, sex, drugs, rock, and trenched. I said, what did, what, is, what did that mean, Jimmy? He said, well, we maybe should change the band name to Trench. I said, okay. No, what they said is you, like, they want... They want to put t. They they hang on because Ron didn't get that part. They want to make T-shirts with the name of the band. Yeah. But if you go to high school, you can't wear a T-shirt if it says "sex or drugs" on it. That's all they do in school is not, have yeah, sex not and drugs. I know, but <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? I can't believe it. They won't allow you to do that T-shirt. This is Nova University. This is communism. Was the first ever to pick us up and play us, and they were also the first ever to ban us. What's uh, wrong with the word sex? If it wasn't for sex, our little motherfuckers wouldn't be in school. They'd be not born. <laughs> and that's so funny that you say Nova, though. Like, oh, I, I, a lot of my friends went to Nova, um, because you know I'm from South Florida. Same, I went to Nova. And and Ron, drugs for the same reason, right? Like, I mean, like, come on, what what, what year are we living in? The dark ages. Get over it. Print those t-shirts and fuck them. No, no, because now they changed the name of the band to Trench, so they don't have to worry about it. Now they can put Trenched on one, and then you should put the definition in parentheses. <laughs> yeah, that'll blow them away. <laughs> so wait a second. So you're from West Palm. A Andy, you're from you're from West Palm Beach. So where did you go to high school? At Nova. You went to high school at Nova too, so you were smart because that's where the smart kids went. Yeah, all the smart kids went to Nova. I knew I wanted to sing. I knew I wanted to sing. So books. She's smart. School wasn't my thing. I wanted to sing. That's all I wanted to do. Don't pump the brakes on that guy. I love her. Look at her. I I lived I lived in. I lived in poker. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, very I know. Just I'm the US drummer, uh, signed to HJ Entertainment. Uh, I've been playing drums since I was two years old. Uh, I'm endorsed with the companies, Tana Drums, uh, Big First Sticks, uh, Trexus Symbols, Evan Drumheads, Rolling Drum Pads. I've been, oh, I've 
been on. There tour. you go. Been we heard you anyway. We could see it anyway, but that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been on um uh, my first tour when I was fifteen. Uh, I did a whole UK tour uh, with Charlie Wilson's nephew, KC Wilson. Um, then after that, I branched out my wings, moved to Missouri for a little bit, um, and also went on tour with another artist named Strings. And from there, I just built my career from there. There you go. And then let's go. If you work hard, if you work hard. Hey, gang, listen. Listen, listen to this. Listen to the kids, 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 quiet. Listen, listen to this advice from an old man. Okay, here's an old man's advice. If you love what you do and you work hard at it and you let the years build it, you will be a success. Never sit back and say, oh, man, life fucked me over. I never got a break. That's bullshit. The breaks are out there. It's up to you to get them. And you, young man, the, the drummer... I admire you because you did it. You're a fighter and you're a go-getter. Go get it, baby. I think you guys are going to be a hit. I think that the song is really, really good. Um, I think, uh, Andy, I mean, your vocal range is like just sick. Oh, she's got a voice. I mean, it was just fabulous. You could do Broadway with that voice. You could do everything. Oh, no, she could do Broadway. You're like like Bernadette Peters. You could belt it out. She's another Italian, you know. Bernadette's Italian. Uh, and you, you could. And I love, and I love your Meg Tilly, Meg Tilly impression. It was fabulous. Thank you. I think it's <laughs> fabulous. So, so you guys, this again, this is Trenched. You got to follow them. They're on Twitter at Trenched B. Um, the uh, Instagram is Trenched Band. Say that again. If they can't find everything else from that scroll, you know, www.trenched. Dot here now h a r n o w dot com and if that's hard, I mean I don't know what to say. Like you, well, all you gotta. All you got to do is Google Trenched Band anyway. And the name of the new single, you guys, is Loud and Clear. We hope the single takes over the radio airwaves. We want to congratulate you guys on it. think that the music is absolutely fantastic. We want to thank you guys for coming on the show. And I want to go one step further. Come back on the show when you win a Grammy. There you go. I'll take that. Tell yes. Me that cat Letterman that already has like a thousand of them. because <laughs> we've got the next single we're supposed to drop. We got four more that are also beautiful and our best. But we've got one called "When We Were Young" that he'd be killer at. I, I mean, I, I just want Gandalf to play with me. But you guys get that worked out if you can, because that guy yeah. right there, man. We'll he work it out because Leland is awesome. Right. Leland Sklar. I love it. All right, you guys. So we want to thank you for coming on the show. We can work it out. <laughs> All right, you guys. Great. Have a good one. We'll we'll see you soon, you guys. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Thank you. Yay! They're um, sweet as hell, those kids. Absolutely. Oh, look how good we look. Oh, you, I'm sweating though. I'm hot. Are you hot? I'm always hot. Oh, I know you are because you're gorgeous. No, I'm always hot, but I don't have a man that's hot. So what's up? Well, nice. I didn't marry an Italian. If I would have married an Italian, my sex life would be better. Oh, yeah. You marry an English, Irish, they're cold people. You marry an Italian, forget it. It's explosive. So, chat room, what's going on? We want to welcome John Diadamo showed up in the chat room. B. Claudia's there, Michaela. I, think, I thought I saw some new people. Even Dave showed up for a minute from Stars Now UK. Because he heard that we were talking about Andy Andy Stevenson's Stevenson. tits, and he came in right away. Pig. 
it was just fabulous. Anton says, Jimmy and Ron by, we got like five minutes left to go. Um, so, uh, I was going to talk about something, but I forgot what, That's what you're did old. we see? What did we see though? Didn't we see something new, the good that we wanted to, to talk about? Or I forgot. Did you guys see Ron's video, uh, of our alien? We got a new alien, six foot tall alien that talks and Ron put a video on Facebook. So check out his Facebook and you can see it. You can also follow Ron on Twitter at Ron Russell show. I'm at Dr. Jimmy star and follow my Instagram. Cause I'm trying to build my Instagram, which was great. And um, I thought we didn't, we watch something though, that we were going to tell everybody that we thought we liked a lot, but now I forgot what it was. Why are you asking me? I don't know. Cause I thought maybe you would remember. I remember. I didn't remember where my dick is when I have to pee. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to remember a movie. Oh, we did see something that we liked. Oh, yes, it was an up film, a fun film, a very nothing film, a silly little story, but absolutely the most delightful, loving, sweet film that I've seen in a long time. And it was about the girl. I forgot the plot, but it was good. Oh, we talked about that one already. What, what's it about name? the girl who was the TV news reporter? We saw that one. Which one? We told that? him last week. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, go see that. <laughs> go, go see that film. We can't remember. Yeah, because it was so good. <laughs> no, it really was good, though. It really was a good film. I, I just forgot, forgot what, what it was. I forgot what we saw. You know, it's all we do is watch TV when we eat dinner at night, which is something I never did in my life. I've always had dinner by candlelight at a table, but being married to Jimmy, it's trays on the lap watching TV. It's kind of Americana. Yes, we're very Americana. But I'm not. I'm old school Ginzo. But anyway, uh, if I could remember the movie, I would be happy to tell you. Oh, B. Claudia says you should tell you should tell everybody about your positivity post with Sue Wong. <laughs> oh, everyone should go on my page, Ron Russell's show, and read what Sue Wong writes every day. She writes the most incredible, wonderful, sometimes ancient Chinese sayings like the one saying she wrote the other day, and I loved it, in order to polish a stone, you must have abrasion, which means life is, in order, in order to obtain something wonderful, there's shit that goes with it. Anyway, Sue writes the oh, most- shit that goes with it. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> that's my idea in Brooklynese. But Sue Wong, I'm mad about, I call her my enchantress. She's a wonderful designer of women's fashion, magnificent gowns. She's a Chinese lady who was a Chinese girl in China and so poor that her grandmother would kill rats and they would cook and eat them. Today, she is one of the wealthiest women in the world, an accomplished woman, an art connoisseur. She has magnificent homes and decorating. She's just an incredible person to know. Follow Su Wang. Su Wang. Wang. Follow Su Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Got Wang on the brain. Follow Su Wang on her page. When you go to the page, say Ron Russell sent you, and she will be very kind to you as a friend. She's very, very, very wonderful lady. And, and in about three weeks, I'm doing an hour interview for my Set the Record Straight show in her magnificent mansion of which we will photograph some of it as we do the interview and you will get to know Sue Wong and her story and how she became one of the wealthiest women in the world. Absolutely. So don't, so when people say, you know, Oh, oh, oh I got the fuzzy end of the lollipop. Not true folks. If you get out there and you get going, you could become something. It's all up to you. Don't expect handouts. Don't, don't expect to get it free. Don't expect to walk down the street and somebody's going to discover you and you're going to be the next Angelina Jolie. That doesn't happen. 
you got to work at it. And I know Angie Jolie, but she's Angie Voigt. She, my daughter Deirdre's friend. They went to school together. Angie was an average kid, just like every other kid. And I don't think her father helped her either get where she is because they never had a good relationship. Angie Voigt, John Voigt's daughter, did it on her own because she's a fabulous actress and the most beautiful girl you ever want to see. And I adore her. I know her. <clears throat> so there you go. There you go. So we got one minute left, everybody. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope everybody is doing well during the pandemic, taking care of themselves, not doing stupid things. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. We want to thank our guests, Leland Sklar and Trenched. Um, what a fun show it was to have them on. I and think that Leland is mind-blowing. I mean, when you did his resume, I was sitting here thinking to myself, oh, my God, I thought I've met celebrities in my day. Look what he's played with. I mean, super-duper mega stars. And what a cool guy, too, just oh, in general. He, I, could be, I could hang out with him. He's like my friend. I wish we could. Maybe we will be friends. I'll work on it. No, we'll be friends. He's very cool. I like him a lot. He's Let's a, see if we can get him to add us on Facebook because he doesn't have very many friends because he doesn't add a lot of people. But we'll try and get him to add us oh, on he'll, Facebook. He'll, 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 he liked us. He'll add us. He's a nice fellow. <clears throat> Absolutely. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We want to thank Rebel. Thank Dean at W4CY Radio. You guys will be back next week. I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. And thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, See chat room. Thank week. you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay happy. That's what we do. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you was up to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come and watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.